0: Hey friends, it's Fred Greenhalgh, producer here at Realm. A new episode of Ominous Thrill is ready for your ears. It's Advice After Dark. Late night radio host Bella Donna delivers extreme advice to the delighted horror of her audience until a creepy listener forces her to confront the brutal consequences of her show. Here's a preview.
1: Welcome to my live stream, Bella. Say hello to everyone. What do you want? Click the link. Watch
2: along. I'm not clicking links from psychos.
0: You put that trash on the radio every night and I'm the psycho.
2: You sound like you need help. I'm not
0: one of your fake callers. My show is very, very real. Do you want to know what it's called? No, I don't. It's called Belladonna Gets What's Coming. Starring you. What? It's really starring me. But
2: it's all about you. And you'd be surprised how many people want to watch you get what's coming. I called the police. They'll be here any minute.
1: Yeah, well, we should be done before they get here.
0: Find Ominous Thrill, out now, everywhere you listen.
1: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. This
4: episode of the Sharon Tapes was made possible by our supporters on Seed and Spark: Annika Dome, Graham, Jeffrey Cheney, and Alejandra Sehudo. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com/slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains depictions of police corruption and gun violence, character betrayal, paranoia, and loud noises. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes.
5: Dispatch to Greyhound. Come in, Greyhound.
0: This is Greyhound. Go ahead, dispatch.
5: Edgar, that you?
0: Affirmative, dispatch.
5: Is that there with you?
0: Uh, yeah, dispatch. I'm here.
5: Just wanted to make sure everything went alright with that house call. Honor sounded pretty shook up.
0: Yeah, everything's fine out here. Just some animal roosting in the attic. Managed to scare it off and remove the nest.
5: 10-4 Greyhound? Figure we should call animal control out, just to be sure.
0: Negative, dispatch. Should be taken care of. They know to call us back if it finds another way in.
5: Roger that. Get on safe,
0: you 2 Ten four dispatch. He didn't need to lie about it. Oh, come on, Seb. I'd hardly call that lying. That wasn't an animal we found in there, Ed. Of course it was. It was alive. It had teeth and fur. What else would you call it? Animals don't make noises like that, Ed. They don't move like that. And they definitely don't beg you to spare him in English. What do you think it was then? I don't know. But I know you shouldn't have killed it like that. Oh, come off it, Seb. You know I'm right. Otherwise, you wouldn't have lied to dispatch just now. You wouldn't have hidden the body from that family. And you think they would have reacted well if they saw it? You think they'd be able to get any sleep tonight if they knew? It's not right. It just isn't right. Listen, Seb, I know it'll be hard to accept, but you have to trust me when I say that I did the only thing I could in that situation. This isn't my first encounter with things like this. What are you talking about? I've been in Oslo for a while now. You know that. But I didn't come here to join the PD. When I was younger, well, I can't really get into that, but suffice to say I... I saw some things. Things that made me question what I thought was possible. And I realized that things that go bump in the night aren't only really real, they're dangerous. And they have to be destroyed if we want to maintain the peace. So, this isn't the first time you. First time I wasn't alone when it happened. I didn't think this was one of those calls. And Chief Wallace. Does he know? He knows as much as he needs to know, which is nothing. Ed, if these things are as much of a danger as you're saying, then shouldn't we tell him? And you really think that idiot would do anything about it? He's a politician, not an officer. He's too busy campaigning to worry about what we actually do out here. That's not your decision to make, Ed. Oh, come on, Jenkins. We have to tell someone. We have to report this. Why are you turning off here? There's something I need to show you. Shouldn't take too long. What is this place? where I learned the truth about the world. Here, put these on. There are still some hazardous materials being stored down here. Don't want to get them on your skin. This is where you worked before the PD? For about a year. I was an army brat, straight out of officer training. My dad made sure I got assigned here, hoping it would keep me out of trouble. How the hell have I never heard of this place before? Nobody has. And neither one of us know about it either, if you know it's good for you. How far do these tunnels go? I'm not really sure. I still get lost in them sometimes, even after all these years. What are these markings on this door? (coughs) 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 You... Why? You forced my hand, Seb. You... You left me no other choice. You won't get away with this, you bastard. I think I will, actually. Nobody in the PD knows about this place, and no one else is going to risk saying anything. Besides, even if they do find you, the bullet came from your gun, not mine. And these gloves mean that the only fingerprints on it are yours. So that's it then. Here's gonna shoot me in the gun and leave me here to die. I was hoping you might see reason. I didn't want it to come to this. Oh, fuck off, Morrison. Don't pretend this is anything but a way to save your own hide. I have to keep Oslo safe. And I can't do that if you spill the beans to Chief Wallace. Then kill me. I... What? If you want to keep your secret, then you better not leave me down here like this. Because Mark... My words. I will find a way out. I will drag myself up that ladder if I have to. I will tell anyone who will listen about what you did and what you've done. I will make sure you can never show your face in this town again. And if no one believes me, then I will hunt you down like a dog and make you pay for all the lies you've told. And I'll make sure it hurts like hell before I...
5: 618 approaching target. Copy that, drone control. Imaging, are we getting anything yet? Picture should be up in about 10 seconds. Security, are you and your team ready? Ready and waiting, coordination. Just get us eyes on and we're ready to roll. We have picture coordination. On screen one. What the hell? Where's the city? Sensors, are we getting anything else? Negative coordination. There's nothing there. Hold on. I've got eyes on what looks like, uh, four people down in the basin. Security, can you confirm that's affirmative coordination? Those look like our missing assets. Director Caldwell. I'm here. Coordination. Status? We believe we have a visual on Park, Bailey, Sheridan and Laroe exploring the Oslo site. Any visible anomalies on site? Negative, Director. There's still no sign of the city, though. Looks like the satellite images were correct. Understood. Prepare the convoy to move in. Roger that. Transport leader, you're clear of our Copy that coordination. Rolling out. Get security on site first. I don't want any surprises when we arrive. Copy that sir. And the
6: rogue assets. What do you want to do about them?
4: Bailey, personal investigation, February 5th, 2020, at 9.36 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Not much to report, unfortunately. The Oslo investigation is still ongoing. Fruitless. We've been going over the site with a fine-tooth comb, but besides that message Morrison left, there seems to be no sign of where in the source he took Oslo or how to get it back. Ned's still a problem. If anything, he's getting worse the longer we wait. He asked me not to tell Kate and Wren about him sneaking off into the tunnels or what happened down there. I probably would have told them anyway, but honestly, we all have enough to worry about without how many warning. It's not like it's changed Ned's mind, anyway. He's still insisting I need to find Bill and Rob while refusing to offer any help whatsoever. I keep telling him we need to work together and gather more intel if we're going to figure this out, but he, but he just has no interest in working as a team. I'm honestly not sure he knows how. I know that he's genuinely worried about Bill and Rob, but I can't shake the feeling that he might just be Using us to get what he wants. We need
2: to go, now.
4: What? We just got out here. Do
2: what I say, Bailey. We need to get the others and get back to Jerry's as fast as we can. What's going on? We need to get out of the open. I just saw a military drone do a high-altitude flyby. Military? A military grade, at least. It, it doesn't matter. Someone with a lot of resources is close enough to be doing reconnaissance flights, and if they know about Oslo, then we're all in danger. Uh, what's going on? What is that? It's my old ISPA radio. I kept it in my bag, and it just started going off a few minutes ago. Oh,
4: shit. It's
2: Caldwell.
5: Get security on site first. I don't want any surprises when we arrive. Copy that, sir. And the rogue assets, what do you want to do about them?
2: She knows we're here. The convoy's still a ways out, we may be able to get back to the van and slip away before they get here.
4: And what good would that do? They'd just follow us to the house. And we are not dragging Jerry back into Isfa's bullshit. Easy for you to say, they probably don't want to dissect you three. Speak for yourself.
5: If they wanted to do that,
2: they wouldn't have let all of us escape so easily last time. Caldwell isn't stupid, she must have something else planned. Listen, Ren. she's probably going to talk to you first and we need to know what she's planning. Here.
5: Caldwell is ready to see Dr. Park.
2: Uh, thank you.
7: smoking again
2: yeah it's just what happened at Meriwether the things I've learned since it's a lot and the weed makes it less so it keeps me from being so scared most of the time at least helps me think that's understandable
7: although I do expect you to get psychiatric help and stop self-medicating before you return to work. You...
2: you still want me to come back?
7: Dr. Park,
2: you abandoned your
7: post at Meriwether and absconded with several high-value ISFA assets and a stolen vehicle. You have been absent without leave for the past five days. And I know you've been receiving at least some of my messages. Don't bother denying it. Unless you've forgotten, your mobile phone is still ISFA property. Despite your best efforts, we were still able to see what you were looking for on the servers before you left. If you hadn't copied that last transmission from Tyler and Quincy, we probably wouldn't have known what happened to Oslo. I could have helped Ren. I still want to help. I don't believe in disposing of useful assets in times of crisis. And despite everything that's happened, I still believe you have something to contribute to ISFA. To our mission.
2: And what if... What if I don't believe in that mission anymore?
0: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Maria? Maria, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Pete. What's wrong? Ma'am? Ma'am, you can't use your cell phone here. Oh, really? You gonna try to detain us, because as far as I can see, y'all are just a cops on land. Your boss doesn't actually, own. you can't even hold us for trespassing. Watch your tone, mister. Leroux. Deputy Chief Ned Leroux, Oslo County Police Department. Now back off. Are you still there, Maria? What's going on? Who is that? (sighs) Isfa. They turned up this morning. Looks like they've taken an interest in Oslo as well. Shit. Is everyone okay? We're fine, Maria. I don't think they can actually do anything to us. Not legally, at least. What about illegally? Caldwell's talking to Ren right now. I have a feeling that she wants us on side for whatever she has planned next. That's what we're hoping, is it? We'll be fine, Maria. Uh, what were you calling about? It's about the manuscript. I don't want to overpromise, but I think I may have found something.
7: What part of that mission do you disagree with? Advancing the sciences? Saving lives? Doing whatever is necessary to protect the world and its future from threats beyond our current understanding? I thought you and your buddies out there were all on board with saving the world.
2: We are. I still am, but it's just... Just what? I know you push people. I know you're doing everything you're doing from a good place, but lately things have just been too... Ends justify the means for me. And the worse things get out there, the more you crack down on anything and anyone in your way.
7: We've had this conversation already, Park. Several times. You've never let your moral compunctions keep you from doing your job before.
1: You
2: didn't listen to the tape Kate and Sam brought back, Dana. You didn't hear Morrison's voice calling through the veil. You don't know what he's capable of now. Hell, I don't even know. Not for sure. And Isfa... Even with all our research and preparations, we couldn't save our own research facility from being torn apart by two lesser powers. What hope do any of us have of stopping Morrison that way if he can make an entire city
7: disappear just like that? I fail to see your point, Doctor. If Morrison is as dangerous as you believe, then that means we need to double down. We need to match Morrison's power with power and be ready if he comes knocking again. And we need to know everything we can about what he's done here.
2: You're just trying to play Morrison's games by his rules. You can't win like this. You have to see that, right? I don't see anything of
7: the sort, Park. There are still too many unknowns for me to make that call.
2: (sighs) Director, with all due respect, ISPA has never been able to contain a single supernatural threat it's encountered. Paul Payne escaped. Four of us Oraculi got out into the world because of our meddling. The Ouroboros not only got into our systems, but came back after we thought it was deleted. And Morrison, we didn't even treat him like a threat until he pulled an entire city out of reality like it was nothing. We can't stop these things, not if we keep trying to use the same tactics over and over again. All we've ever been able to do is Slow them down, cage them, put stopgaps in place and hope for the best, and it's never worked. And now you're trying to fight someone with powers we can't even comprehend, with nothing but a couple of porta cabins and your own god complex. You're smarter than this. Why don't you get that?
7: Because I don't know what else I can do.
5: Dana,
2: how long has it been since you last saw your parents? What does that have to do with anything? We're trying to find a way to stop Morrison already, Dana. Me, and Kate, and Sam, and... Yeah, I guess Ned too. We're figuring it out. So you don't need to put yourself in the line of fire this time. No. Dana, please.
7: It's becoming abundantly clear that this new team is just as dysfunctional as the Searchers were, if not more so. I... Refuse to leave the fate of the world in the hands of such a group again. I've more than learned my lesson there.
2: I know they're a bit... unorthodox, but I really do think they have a chance... Enough, Park.
7: Your position at ISFA will remain open to you as long as the situation in Oslo is ongoing. But you are not welcome here as long as you continue operating as an outside factor. As far as I see it, you have two... Options. Get back on board with us, or stay out of my way.
6: What? What is it? What did you find? It's not much, and honestly, it could be a coincidence. But on page one hundred eight, there's a small section in the corner that actually looks like it's in English. Well, what does it say? It's a name, I think. Amy Sterling, written over and over again in two concentric circles. I'm not really sure what it means. Does that name mean anything to either of you, or- That's the person who created the manuscript, or yeah, the, the one we talked to at Anna's house. She's an old friend of Anna's who was deleted from history and ended up in the source. Oh, shit. Right. I-I yeah. think Anna mentioned her a few times. i, I think. Something about a well? Wait, now that I mention it, those circles do kind of look like the top of a well. Do you think that's important? Wait, I think Ren might have seen that well, or at least a, a vision of it or something. What? Where? Outside the campsite in Arizona. Granted, he was high on mushrooms at the time, to see that. So it could have just been a hallucination? I'm not really sure. I I don't think we can really discount anything as happenstance right now, though. And it's the only part of this thing that I can even vaguely read, Sam. I think Anna's trying to tell us something here. Kate, you know where to find that well, right? I mean, I know how to find the school. Don't remember any well out there though. No, hang on. We're out here looking for a way to save Bill and Rob, and you want us to pack up and drive to fucking Iowa. I know it's a stretch, but it's the only lead we have. Plus, I really don't think ISFA's going to let us keep exploring freely if we stick around. Oh, thank god it's Ren. Wren, how did it Oh. We're free to go, but Coldwell wants us out of her way. More than fine by me. Oh, for God's sake, Ed. Maria's on the phone, Ren. She has a lead from Anna's manuscript. What is it? We're not sure yet, but it looks like it has something to do with Amy and the well in Iowa. At least it will get us out of Is her again. Just wait a goddamn minute. Nobody said we're actually coming. I think you're right, Sam. You're right. I can take you there, you and whoever else wants to go. Sure. I think I'm about done with the desert for now anyways. And, uh, you? not a good situation for any of us, Ned, but we're not going to find any answers out here. If we can figure out what happened to Anna, then maybe we can find out where Bill and Rob are too. Fine. But just remember, you three don't find a way to save him soon. I'll find my own way.
3: To Caldwell, this is site security.
5: Go ahead, security. So we just spotted Dr. Park and his associates leaving the site in a stolen ISFA vehicle heading east on Route 50. So he decided to fly the coop... again. Do you want us to detain them, sir? No. No, we're spread thin enough as it is without chasing cats. Dr. Park can... Own decisions, and we have more important matters to address. Do keep an eye on the Price Homestead, though. I have a feeling they'll be back
6: soon.
4: The Sheridan Tapes, Episode 82. Deus Nolis Exitus. Starring Leia Booth as Dispatch, Mike Kennedy as Edgar Morrison, Zane Schacht as Seb Jenkins, Binar as Drone Control, Josh Beard as Coordination, Athena Lee as Imaging, Mike LeBeau as Security, Dante Major as Sensors, Chris Allison as Dana Caldwell, Brandon Jenkins as Transport, Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, SRJ Wayne as another Row, Virginia Spots as Kate Sheridan, Sam Taylor as Ren Park, and Amitola Lomas as Maria Soul, with original music by Jesse Hagen. Written by Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Van Winkle. Visit the SheridanTapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Van Winkle. And I'm Virginia. This is Homestead on the Corner.
2: And you're listening to
4: The Sheridan Tapes. Everything.
3: Everything